Well, many of you are familiar with the um, with the Nefesh Benefesh tradition, what's become a tradition already of uh, naming recipients of the Sylvan Adams Nefesh Benefesh Bonate Sion Prize, and uh, that happens each and every year now. In 2016, they recognized many people from many different walks of life, Olim, who've made a difference in Israel, areas of science and medicine, entrepreneurship, uh, education, the IDF, culture, art, and sports. And in the area of community and non-for-profit, uh, Dr. Rachel Levmore, founder of dire- and director of the Aguna and Get Refusal Prevention Project, um, was uh, given just recently at the ceremony the 2016 Sylvan Adams Nefesh Benefesh Bonate Sion Prize. And she is with us live via telephone here on this Wednesday morning. Dr. Levmore, welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning from JM, the real JM. <laughs> the real JM of Jerusalem, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. You made Aliyah in 1976. I emphasize that because all the recipients are Olim and people who left uh, North America or other areas and uh, made uh, an impact in Israel. What do you remember about your decision to make Aliyah 40 years ago? Well, um, it wasn't a a decision that happened at once. Uh, I had wanted to live in Israel in my entire life. Uh, I grew up in Brooklyn with a a father who had actually lived in Israel for 20 years, and they had a lot of family here in Israel, so it was a very Zionist household. And I myself am a product of B'nai Akiva. So uh, that uh, put, put together... That caused, if I'll be perfectly honest, it caused a fire inside of me that I was uh, not happy living outside of Israel, and I just wanted to live in Israel. I'll uh, tell you in in humor, though it's true, that I would not go out with any uh, young man that uh, was not going to move to Israel. Right. That was a prerequisite, so to speak. Absolutely. Uh, how did you get into the area of uh, of Agunot and trying to deal with the challenges that they have in Israel? That's a great question. Uh, it was at, actually at the age of uh, 38, so maybe it was uh, an early midlife crisis, <laughs> but uh, I was starting to feel restless, and I wanted to do something else. I wanted to uh, find something that... Uh, fascinated me, and uh, I actually had a choice between computer programming. Computer pro- programming had just gotten into Israel, and I uh, took a course or two, and I found that I was very good at it, uh, but I had this um, voice in my head that said, listen, you always said to yourself that when you re- We've reconnected with Dr. Rachel Levmore, founder and director of the Agunan Get Refusal Prevention Project. Of uh, the International Young Israel Movement and the Jewish Agency, and uh, she is the recipient, one of the recipients of the 2016 Bonite Sion Prize from our friends at Nefesh Benefesh. Dr. Levmore, welcome back to the show. I'm I'm back with you. <laughs> there we go. So you were saying, go right ahead. I didn't mean to. Didn't mean I, to I was I was saying that at the age of 38, I decided that I wanted to do something different, and I had a choice between going into computer programming, which was just beginning in Israel at the time. Right. Or um, listening to the voice in my head that had said, that said to me, your whole life, 
you said to yourself, when you retire, you're going to sit and learn. Uh, and uh, so why wait till you retire? Sit down and learn now. And I had the privilege of learning Torah on the highest level ever offered to women in Jewish history in an organized manner. That was in Rabbi Shlomo Riskin's Torah Stones, a program for the training of women rabbinical court advocates. A rabbinical court advocate, or to'enet rabbanit in, in Hebrew, is a, um, a representative, an attorney, so to speak, uh, representing litigants in the Beit Din Rabbani. Instead of le- learning the entire civil law code of uh, uh, the state we, where a lawyer resides, we learn the entire uh, code of Jewish law, uh, relating to uh, uh, divorce, uh, personal status, and um, uh, economic laws. And obviously at some point you came across uh, women who had been uh, in this Aguna situation where a get was... It, it, it started to sink in how desperate the situation was during our studies. I just want to point out what we studied. Uh, I'm sure that uh, uh, many of your um, <coughs> listeners are familiar that when uh, a man gets smicha, uh, ordination to become a rabbi, he is tested in two sections of the Shulchan Aruch, in Yerodea and Orachayim. Right. In order to become a rabbinical court, ra- uh, uh, rabbinical court advocate, a Torah rabbani in, in Israel, it is a licensed profession, and you have to be examined in the other two sections of the Shulchan Aruch in Choshe Mishpat and Evan Ezer. Choshe Mishpat is a laws of courts, testimonies, judges, and economic laws. And Evan Ezer are all the laws between men and women, whether they're married or not. Understood. So, and that is, uh, and the, the studies is not just the pages of the Shulchan Aruch. We begin with the Mishnah through the Gemara, through the early day response of the Rishonim, through the Shulchan Aruch. Uh, and through the latter-day response until today. Right. Uh, so once that training is complete, then you're ready to walk into those courts and represent those women. You have to sit for the licensing exams right. of the chief rabbinate of the state of Israel. And in the beginning, the chief rabbinate was not too pleased about allowing women in their doors to sit for the exams. Because when they, they started it, uh, they found that uh, women passed the exams at double the rate of the men. Hmm. <laughs> so at one point, they refused to let women come in to sit for the exams. And um, it, it's, you know, it's a bastion, a, a male bastion, the rabbinical courts. Uh, so at, at, uh, after a year of trying to negotiate with them, um, it, they, they, an appeal was uh, filed with the Supreme Court of Israel, and um, they, the Supreme Court of Israel has a, uh, a, a not, not the Supreme Court, but the Supreme Court ruled according to Israeli law, obviously, and there's a law, a basic law in Israel, that you cannot discriminate against someone uh, on the basis of his gender when applying for a position and a job, and certainly not for a a, a government-issued license. Like, so uh, it's a fluke of history. 
Yeah, understood. in Israel. Dr. Rachel Levmore is with us, founder and director of the Agunan Get Refusal Prevention Program in Project in Israel. The the um, I mean, there there I, I would assume there are also some men who are who are qualified rabbinical court advocates as well who are defending well, many many more men. It right. was traditionally for hundreds of years. It's been a a job that once a man got smicha for for rabbi for to become a rabbi. Then those who chose to do so would move on and become Ponim Rabbanim. Right. So, at what point did did you formalize this effort and create an organization to formally, you know, help women in this situation? Um, about uh, four years after I uh, was working, and I was um, a, I was working as a. Uh, as a uh, representing women in the court, also some men. But what happened was that, for whatever reason, um, the most difficult cases uh, came to my desk. Right. I mean, really difficult cases. Uh, cases where women were refused to get in for five years. One was for eleven years. Um, ongoing cases that the that the Dianim did not succeed in resolving, or whoever represented them beforehand did not succeed in resolving, and they were complex in a halachic manner, and uh, they crossed my desk. And in other words, they came. To, they, the people came to me, and uh, I started. I really dedicated myself to it, and I started immediately. I had. Uh, Assistance from on high, Siata Dishmaya, and immediately I started resolving cases, cases that have gone, been gone, going on for years. And, and when you say and, when you say complicated cases, you, you don't just mean length of time, correct? You, you you mean cases that are simply not cut and dry. Yes, I mean I mean in two different senses. One sense is is that uh, the husband was refusing to give a get, uh, no matter what. Just refusal. Even even if the um, you know the the rabbinical court judges, the dayanim, told him to give a get, or that there was um, a, a, a complex halacha there that nobody had really gone into, right. and I picked up the challenge, and I um, I do a tremendous amount of research out of dedication because I know that this is going to save the woman's life. And uh, I, I achieved rulings in the, the court that no other Torah uh, Rabbani or lawyer who can also represent litigants in the rabbinical courts had had achieved before. So at that point, um, uh, we did, a few people suggested to me, and, and I said, uh, uh, let's let's do this on a higher level. Let's do this in a more organized fashion. Let's help women in a in a uh, more organized fashion. By the way, it's not only women; men can also be victims of gift refusal in Israel, in particular. Well, I think anywhere they can be, right? Not just in Israel, right? Yes, but but in the diaspora, they can overcome it very easily. Uh-huh. In Israel, uh, by law, they cannot remarry unless they have um, uh, or, uh, administered uh, the Beit Din has administered a gift. Between the man and the woman. Understood. Not to suggest that a rabbinical court uh, would would be anything but objective, and I'm I'm not being tongue in cheek. I'm being serious. But but because of the media attention and because of the 
uh, awareness of this issue, which did not exist decades ago, both in Israel and the diaspora, are, are, do judges approach this entire topic either differently or from a more sympathetic point of view? Have you noticed anything different today than from when you started? Um, the answer is yes, but it's not... I don't think that... I have seen um, a de- development do... And I've even uh, I included this. This is one of the uh, changes that I noted in my doctoral thesis. There has been uh, changes in the halachic rulings emanating from the rabbinical courts in Israel due to the effect that the female the female rabbinical court advocates have had. The um, the first effect, which was not halachic that rabbinical court, female rabbinical court had, advocates had, as soon as they entered the halls of the rabbinical courts, is that um, a session started to be uh, run with proper decorum. Mm. Before that, uh, you heard many, many times, um, many derogatory terms about how the sessions were run. Right. I mean, and the, the, the people said uh, it's quite common for for both male and female lawyers to go in and say, this place is a circus. And the entry of uh, halachic scholars that were women um, brought proper decorum uh, to the the proceedings. That's not a halachic result. That's just a um, sociological phenomenon. Yeah, a a change in atmosphere. A complete change in atmosphere. It is they it, and now, uh, twenty years later or so, there's much better um, a court a court proceedings, the decorum. But there was I I documented it. I mean, even uh, even um, cases that I've handled uh, that I've handled has caused. It changes in the rulings in um, the rabbinic courts. Understood. Dr. Rachel Levmore uh, made Aliyah 40 years ago from the United States, founder and director of the Agunan Get Refusal Prevention Project, uh, the International Israel Movement and the Jewish Agency. As a rabbinical court advocate, she assists Agunot worldwide to free themselves from the chains of unwanted marriage through a dignified process. Uh, what do you think when uh, Nefesh Benefesh chose you for one of these distinguished honorees? That is really interesting. Uh, quite a few reactions uh, I had, and uh, I'd like to share them with you. Sure. First of all, I was surprised, um, <laughs> uh, obviously. Uh, I was also surprised that any um, uh, organization that awards prizes would choose to award a prize to such a difficult topic for people to grasp. Right. Because, uh, in essence, we're talking about divorce. And people don't like to talk about divorce. But Nefesh Benefesh understood that this is really making healthy um, Jewish family units, which are the, the basis, the foundation of a, of a healthy Jewish society. So they uh, were, were able to rise above any discomfort when speaking about divorce and um, it, you know, award it to a topic such as this. But my... Um, my other reaction was, look, when I came on Aliyah, I came on Aliyah out of ideology and out of knowledge. And this is a message that I want to give to all your listeners, that I knew 
that every single Oleh that comes to Israel is an enormous accomplishment on the part of that Oleh because every Oleh contributes. They contribute economically, they contribute to the fabric of the society, they raise the level of Israeli society. So I encourage every um, American Jew to come on Aliyah just by your presence. You are strengthening the Jewish people in the land of Israel. And that's Olim of any age, correct? Excuse me? That's Olim of any age. Yeah. And secondly, we all influence. Secondly, I mean, even if you're retired, there is, the retirees in Israel, especially American retirees, do so much volunteer work that contributes to society in so many different ways. Right. And the second thing is that what I learned, I look at myself as, as a little girl from Brooklyn. And if a little girl from Brooklyn can come to Israel and uh, become a member of uh, one of the most powerful committees in the country, the Committee for the Appointment of Rabbinical Court Judges, of Dayanim, then if I can do it, any of you can do it. <laughs> Uh, very, very reassuring and uh, and um, and wonderful words, I must say. Dr. Rachel Levmar, congratulations, Bonate Sion Awardee for 2016 from Nefesh Benefesh. A pleasure speaking to you in this forum, and continue your amazing work on behalf of the Jewish people. It's also Nefesh Benefesh amazing work, really. Yeah, they, so, uh, thank you very much. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much, Nefesh Benefesh. She is 100% correct. They also get kudos for their incredible work on behalf of the Jewish people and the Jewish future. Wednesday morning broadcast, day 46 in the counting of the Omer, six weeks and four days, 22 minutes after 8 o'clock. More coming up. Keep it here at JM in the AM.